Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. My name is Jesse Fritz. If you are new here, thank you so much for showing up and listening today to the podcast. So today's going to be a bit different. It's just going to be a quick solo episode with me. I actually had um, two or three calls today cancel on me, so I'm just kind of sitting here with all of my plans being disheveled. It is totally mercury retrograde, if you believe in that, which I do. So I thought it would be fun to just give you a little catch-up episode about what's going on in my life. I want to talk specifically about some weight and body image things, as well as dealing with depression and anxiety over the last year, but really trying to kind of pull myself out of that in this last month. I'm also going to be honest with you. I am just staring at myself as I record this. I do not have any notes. So we'll see how that goes as someone who deals with chronic brain fog that kind of just pops in and out all the time. This could be very interesting. This could be a very interesting episode where I go on tangents, or it could be a very short episode where I forget everything that I'm going to say. So I'm sure that a few of you can feel me on that one. But one quick thing, if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do. If you can, please leave us a review. I know I say this all the time, but it's really so important. Every time you leave me a review, it helps the podcast grow and yeah, it gets into the ears of more people. So that is that. But to get started, I kind of wanted to update y'all on what has been going on in my life. If you are new here, I am from the Midwest, but we moved to North Carolina back in August of 2020. So it's been almost a year, just under a year, about 10 months. We have been loving it. The only issue has been, um, we haven't really been able to make any friends or meet anyone (laughs) with the pandemic and all that kind of stuff happening. So it has been wonderful, but it has been lonely. So We have really loved the space and the greenery and the nature, and it's so much less expensive to live here than it was to live in Chicago. And, you know, we have just been thriving in those realms, but on the other end, it has been really lonely. You know, yesterday was Memorial Day and we weren't able to spend any time with family, obviously, because we're nowhere near family. We don't really have any friends here yet. So I'm hoping in the next, I don't know, six months or so, we can start meeting some people. I've actually even been open to looking at like part-time jobs or part-time helping someone. My like dream would be to help someone who has a blog or a small business in the area and that I could actually meet them occasionally in between my current client work. So again, if you're new here, I work for myself. Currently, I am a marketing consultant and I work for a few brands. Um, all remotely though. So it's wonderful. I get to talk to people occasionally, but at the same time, I'm kind of pretty much only talking to my dog, to my Instagram stories and to my husband when he's not driving me crazy. So that has been where things have been. And it's kind of wrapped itself into this like weight issue and this body image issue that I was talking about. So I've talked about weight before being someone with Hashimoto's, um, we are prone to weight gain, especially if things are off. And I just have to make like a quick, (laughs) a quick little rant here. Um, about two and a half to three years ago is when I found functional medicine. I started eating all organic foods. I switched out all my products. I did everything right. Right. So I, you know, literally bought 
all the things. We got them all on our wedding registry. We like cleared out all the toxic products, started eating very strictly organic and other things like that. And to be honest, and you know, starting all the supplements and all that kind of stuff, to be honest, I feel like my health is worse now in some aspects. So while some parts of my Hashimoto's feel better, um, and some parts of like bloating and stomach issues that I used to have feel better, I actually kind of feel worse now. And I'm not blaming all that stuff. I'm just saying that it's interesting that this like one size fits all that, you know, eat organic, use non-toxic products and you'll be fine is like not true. So it's just been really frustrating because I feel like I've done everything quote unquote right, yet I'm feeling worse. I've been having a lot of symptoms with obviously weight gain in the last two, two and a half years. I've gained about 50 pounds. A good chunk of that was in the last year as well. I gained, I don't know, a good amount of that. I'm not really keeping track. <laughs> and it's been really uncomfortable. None of my clothes fit. None of my jewelry fits. I actually just did a TikTok about this the other day where I went and got my um, engagement ring resized finally, because it hasn't fit me since almost since my wedding for like a year and a half, because I gained weight and, you know, I was using that as like a treat. Like you'll get to wear your wedding ring again when you've lost enough weight to do so. And I just think that that's bullshit quite honestly. And I was kind of over myself and decided I was going to get it resized so that it would fit me now. But there is kind of a fear because I don't really know what's causing this weight gain that I'm going to continue to gain weight, that I this weight issue is going to kind of like continue and there's nothing I can do about it because again, I'm doing everything quote unquote right by health standards. The only thing that I'm not doing right anymore, which I was doing right for a really long time, is I'm not being as strict with my diet. I am being strict in the sense that I am paying attention to the ways food makes me feel and trying to learn how to be intuitive with my eating, which is very difficult when you've been raised, uh, not raised, but like I grew up, you know, diet culture and having to be thin and I've done all the diets and then you get thrown into the functional medicine and natural medicine world. And the first thing they do, right, is put you on some sort of diet. So I have really struggled with that, having experiences with binge eating in the past, as well as extreme um, cutting back on calories and being very, very strict that way. So I'm kind of trying to find this like gray area for me. And quite honestly, I was eating as paleo or as AIP as you possibly could be, and I felt worse and the weight wasn't coming off. So to me, it wasn't worth continuing ruining my mental health to see if paleo worked because it worked for everybody else. You know what I mean? So I have still been eating gluten-free, almost entirely dairy-free. There's been, there have been a few accidental, not accidental <laughs> outbreaks of, um, dairy, but for the most part, not really. And yeah, I think what I'm planning to do in this next month is to just kind of cut back on things that I know have been inflammatory in the past. So for me, as much as I love rice and corn, I am a big Mexican food girl over here and it breaks my heart not to be able to eat those things. I think I'm going to start slowly cutting back on those just to see if that helps a little bit as well as, um, just like cutting back on sugar, things like that. So 
For the most part though, my diet has been in check and I have been doing other things to see what could possibly be affecting my weight. So one of the things um, on my last thyroid and like overall blood work levels, my iodine was low, like very low. So my doctor actually put me on an iodine supplement and we'll see how that goes. Speaking of doctors, I went to see a new functional medicine doctor here in Raleigh. Well, it's actually in Chapel Hill, but close to Raleigh. And I was really excited. It took me like three months to get an appointment with her because she was so booked out. I got there and, you know, she did the same natural medicine doctor type of thing that they all do, which is like they take blood work and they basically tell you to eat paleo and they send you on your way. And, but I wanted to give her a chance. I was excited about the blood work. However, my appointment was at the end of April and I wasn't able to get an appointment with her again until mid August. So she told me that like, get my blood work done and she would like reach out to me with the results over email and we could figure it out that way. Well, lo and behold, like three and a half weeks later, after me calling and emailing them multiple times, they finally uploaded my blood work that had been done for like weeks at that point. Cause I, I called the, um, like the blood work place. What was that called? Blood work. Um, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. And then I asked, like they uploaded them, but she didn't read the results. So I asked her about it and she's like, Oh, we'll go over it in our next appointment. And I was like, dude, our next appointment is in August. Like I can't, my thyroid levels will be entirely different by then. Actually, all of the levels that you took will be entirely different by then. So not feeling super confident in her. She told me basically because I kept badgering her, she told me to go on some iodine and some extra vitamin D because I'm already taking vitamin D and then told me to wait until August. So not feeling super hot about that. I'm going to keep my appointment with her for the time being, but I actually scheduled an appointment with my naturopath back in Chicago because they're still doing, um, like remote sessions. So neither of these doctors, by the way, are covered by insurance because the insurance I have now working for myself is like much less inclusive than the insurance I had when I was working full time. Unfortunately, that is one of the things that many of you understand you might want to see a natural or a natural doctor or something like that, but it's not covered by insurance and you don't have the money. Quite honestly, we don't have the money either, but we have a little bit of savings and we, that we really want to keep saved just in case since both Benjamin and I work for ourselves, but, um, we have to use a little bit of it to see these doctors. So anyway, my doctor appointment is with my naturopath, um, in about two weeks, just under two weeks now, and she'll read my results for me and then we can go through it. But per usual, quite honestly, my blood work, cause they took all kinds of blood work, vitamin D, vitamin B, iron, iodine, all that stuff. They're not really that off. And this has been the issue with me now for years. Every time I see a functional medicine doctor or coach or nutritionist, they take blood work or they take poop tests or spit tests or whatever, and nothing is ever really off. Like I'm like just a hair estrogen dominant, or I'm just a hair this, or I'm just a hair that. And And it's really frustrating, not that I want something to be wrong with me, but as many of you know, who have dealt with misdiagnosis, it's, 
it's really difficult because I'm like, okay, my body is gaining weight. I'm retaining water. I'm feeling worse. I'm not sleeping well. My skin is worse. I have some sort of like eczema or rash thing going on in my head that's been there for like two years now. And to me, I'm just sitting here like, I did everything that y'all told me to do. I took all the medicine, or I shouldn't say that. I took all the supplements. I took, I got myself off of all the medication I was on, except for my thyroid medication. And, you know, I eat all the good food. I use all the good products. I do all the good things. I'm in therapy. I'm doing all these things. And I'm still feeling like shit. So that has been really frustrating. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of in this like dead zone of not really knowing what to do next. I'm hoping my naturopath will be helpful. I really, really enjoy my naturopath, but to be honest, I feel like she's not as proactive as I wish she was. She's kind of, she's the perfect doctor in the sense that like she'll, she'll basically try anything that I ask her we can try, but, um, she's not as proactive. So it's not, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes sense in my head. Not as proactive as I wish you would be. So I might look into a different um, like functional or natural medicine doctor here in Raleigh, but quite honestly, most of them were booked out for like a year or they weren't even taking anybody. So I'm not sure that that's going to happen. So if any of you have ever dealt with any of this stuff and you want to let me know, as long as it's not some sort of diet, I will listen. (laughs) I think that's the hardest thing is like, even people who are in the chronic illness space, as soon as you're talking about not being able to lose weight, they jump in your DMs with 35 different types of diets that have worked for them, whether it's low histamine or SIBO or paleo or vegan or whatever. And I'm so, so glad that these work for some people, but for me, diet doesn't seem to be the thing. I can be as strict or as loose as possible. I can be as intuitive or as um, forced as possible. I can eat meat or not eat meat and I still feel the same. So it has been very frustrating for me and and my husband, quite honestly, because he, you know, he's a life coach now, but he used to be a personal trainer and kind of help people with nutrition and he's seeing it too. He's like, what the heck? Like, you know, what is going on with your body? And we don't really know yet. So some of the things I'm, I'm implementing now is, um, I've been taking more walks. I've been really incorporating a morning routine. I, the biggest thing is I am working with a trained professional in, um, it's called IFS. So internal family systems, it's a type of therapy, um, where basically you, if you've ever heard of parts work, it's kind of like that, but you basically talk to different parts of yourself and try to understand them. And then it's very helpful for like trauma or things like that. And I think sometimes trauma is such a hard word to say because there are people out there who deal with like extreme trauma every day or have dealt with horrible, horrible traumas in their life, but each person is different. And while my traumatic experiences might not be as traumatic to some people, they are to me and I'm learning to allow that to be true for myself. Um, and then trying to work through that. So there is a piece where, you know, a lot of people believe that stored trauma, stored bad energy in your body can be a cause for not being able to lose weight because your body is almost like protecting itself or it's holding on to something. 
if I'm 100% honest, as woo-woo as I am, it just doesn't feel right to me. I'm not sure, but at the same time, um, I'm happy to work through my traumas and, and different things that I have going on in hopes that it will help not only body image and health issues, but also just like kind of my mental health in general, because there's, there's a lot going on there. Like I said, in the beginning, there's a lot going on with my mental health, which I'll touch on in just a second. But so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with my weight. I haven't gained weight since we moved to Raleigh. Um, ish, I would say I gained a little bit right when we moved here and, but I haven't lost any weight and I've been, um, dealing with a lot of inflammation or, or puffiness or things like that in my body. So even though I haven't gained weight, I feel bigger and it's just been difficult to deal with not only because I've always been very strong and like mean to my body if I'm honest, most of my life, I think a lot of women deal with this. So I'm not only like dealing with that, but I'm also, it's like, I want to lose weight because I want to look better. I want to feel better in my body, but then there's also like the health side of it where, um, I'm very overweight for my height and which I don't believe in BMI. I think it's bullshit, but at the same time, I'm still very overweight for the type of body type that I have. So my joints hurt and my back hurts. I was having, um, a ton of consistent pain back a few months ago. I still deal with it flaring up every now and then I went to acupuncture for like a month straight, super painful acupuncture for pain can be super painful. Um, and, and yeah, so I've been kind of just dealing with that and trying to understand intuitively what my body is asking for and doing therapy, doing other things like that. My husband really wants me to see a somatic therapist, which I don't fully understand. It's, it's like therapy that is, um, it really gets you to feel all those feelings in your body and to like let them go. So it sounds interesting. It also sounds terrifying, but I am open pretty much to anything at this point. Really the hardest thing is again, we both work for ourselves. I'm making half the amount that I used to make at my full-time job. Um, Benjamin's business is kind of in and out because it's still growing. So he'll have really good months and then really not so good months. So we don't want to like drain our, our savings or anything like that because, Um, that could leave us in a really bad position later on. So that's where I'm at with weight. I'm kind of trying to deal with the mental side of it right now to see if that helps. And we'll go from there. As far as mental health goes, it has been a really, really hard year and a half for me, as well as for many other people out there. But I'm just going to talk about myself right now and allow myself to have the space to do that. So even before, you know, the pandemic started, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and stress and panic attacks from my job that I was at. I was in a very toxic job. We've talked about this before, very toxic situation for me. And the beginning of 2020 from like January, from like December of 2019 to, I would say like the end of February was very stressful for me and my job. I was having panic attacks almost daily, if not every other day. And, um, it was just a really bad, bad time for me at work. And just about when work started to settle down is when the pandemic hit and then I was alone. So as an 
um, I was going to say an empath. That is not what I meant. What is an extrovert? There it is. As an extrovert, it is very difficult to not have human interaction. Now that doesn't mean I am not, I'm actually very shy. There is a difference. So an extrovert is someone who gets their energy from people around, from being around people. An introvert is someone who gets energy from being by themselves. So you can be an outgoing introvert and an, a shy extrovert. That's actually how me and my husband are. Ben is an outgoing introvert and I am a shy extrovert. So that just means I get all of my um, energy from being around people and seeing new things and all that kind of stuff. And um, that was obviously impossible during the pandemic, especially in the beginning when everything was like super scary and nobody was like doing anything at all, like not even, you know, having a bubble with their family or anything like that. So it was definitely difficult. It was scary for all of us having, um, a pandemic that, or even just like some sort of illness that's kind of roaming around and you don't know if it's going to hit you, if it's going to hit someone else like that you care about. And, and then there was also just all the, all of the political shit and the just horrible things with Black Lives Matter that happened and stuff like that. So just, I don't want to take on any of that because that is not my trauma to take on. I'm not trying to pull away from, from other people's trauma. I'm just saying it was a year for all of us, right? Whether we were within the trauma, taking it in, ignoring it, which I think is worse, um, that kind of stuff. So I am also an empathetic person, highly, highly sensitive person. And I have this wonderful trait that helps me sometimes, but other times does not help me at all, which is I can feel everyone's pain. I can feel the heaviness that other people are feeling. I can pretty much walk into a room and understand the energy right away. And that's, that's something that's been great for me, but it's also been very hard because I don't always know how to set boundaries with that. And this last year of like, not only, like I said, just all the craziness that went on in the last year, but then being alone was really hard for me. And I did have Benjamin obviously, but it's hard to live 100% with a spouse when one or both of you used to leave the house and now neither of you do. And thankfully he and I, like our relationship has just grown from this, but I know a lot of people struggled in relationships or, um, roommates, things like that family. So I know it's been really hard, but for me, it was more that I wasn't able I didn't know when I would be able to see anybody. I didn't know when I would be able to do anything. I'm the type of person that if I'm having like a bad day, you know, I'll go like walk around target, not to buy stuff, but just to be about around other humans. Um, and then, you know, when there were times that I felt safe enough to do that, like to go to the grocery store or something like that, it now had become stressful. Like I was afraid to do that. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to spend a lot of time doing that. So it was just hard. And I know there's, there's probably a lot of people listening to the pandemic who are rolling or to the pandemic, to the podcast or rolling their eyes because they didn't feel the same or whatever. And that's fine. That's, that's the way that you, um, managed your own trauma and, and, you know, do whatever works for you. But that is what, happened for me. And the longer I was away from people and then afraid to be around people was not great for me. And then you tie in just a toxic, 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 toxic job 
Um, and that just, you know, it, it totally wiped out my, my energy and my everything <laughs> wiped out my mental health last year. And by the end of the year, by the time I left my job, I was really excited because my anxiety pretty much was gone <laughs> by the day after I left my job, which was great, but the depression was still there, the sadness, the inability to get off the couch some days. I could push myself to get all of my client work done because I've always been an achiever. I like doing things for other people and I like, you know, doing things well. So that was easy for me, but at the same time then I wouldn't leave the couch after that. And I was watching a lot of YouTube, sitting on a lot of TikTok, wasn't really doing anything. Obviously now living in Raleigh, we don't have any friends here. So it's just been very lonely and it's been hard to pull out of that. I had to give up my therapist because she was no longer covered by my insurance, which was actually ended up being more devastating to me than I was ready for. Um, but she was probably the person that I trusted the most in the world. So that was really hard because... I was working with her and doing some pretty deep work with her. I started to try to find a therapist here that was covered. And quite honestly, every single one that I had a call or two with, I just did not jive with it at all. And I've, I've always kind of, I can pretty much get along with everybody. So I was surprised by that and a little worried <laughs> when, when I couldn't find someone. So I ended up starting to work with someone named Jen, who is, like I said earlier in the podcast, she's trained in IFS, internal family systems. And I've been, I think I've had like four calls with her now. And I think we're going to, I'm also going to look for um, a somatic therapist just to see how that could be helpful. Um, not only with like mental health, but with um, body image, things like that, stored trauma. So, but in the last few months, I have noticed while I'm extremely depressed and sad and crying and, you know, not sleeping, not being able to get off the couch, there was a little voice inside of me that was like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. And I've been holding on to that voice as hard as I can. So a few things that I've really been doing in the last month or so that have really helped. I reincorporated a morning routine, a short morning routine. I am not being um, like strict with it at all. If I want to do the morning routine, I do. If I don't, then I don't. I'm not really worried about it, but I have been doing just a short meditation. I kind of let myself wake up when I want to wake up, which is a privilege working for myself. I'm able to do that as long as I don't have a meeting. And then I will, like I said, meditate for a little bit. I will pull an affirmation card or these like pretty cards that um, kind of just to see if there's like a message for the day or something that like feels good to me. And then I will journal just a little bit, to be honest. It's like maybe a page in a small journal because I just haven't been feeling it as much, but I'm trying to kind of get back into that habit. And then I've talked about this before with my podcast with Michelle Thom Kaufman on the show. And she and I text each other every single day with a voice memo telling each other a few things that we're grateful for, our affirmation for the day, and a few of our goals. And it's just a nice way to catch up with my best friend who lives literally across the country from me. And um, But it feels good too to kind of get like some gratitude out in the morning, especially if I wake up feeling kind of cranky. 
a few other things I've been trying to do is just being like just noticing more. So I notice how I'm feeling in the morning. I wake up and I try to decide that I want to be just one percent happier than I was the day before. Some days that's easy. There's been a few days where I have felt like myself a hundred percent and I'm just like in the best mood and it's great. And then other days, even like today, like I'm feeling pretty good, but I wouldn't say that I'm feeling myself, but I'm feeling better than I was yesterday, which is great. So I try to notice that. I notice if I'm getting annoyed by small things that Benjamin's doing. I notice the conversation that I'm having with myself in my head. I notice the way that I want to respond to Ben or to someone else. And if it's not in the nicest of ways, I try to think about it and not actually say that. Sometimes doesn't doesn't work, um, but I try. So I'm. it's been really good this last month. I would say before this last month, I would say that 95% of the time I didn't feel like myself. I felt bad. I felt sad and I didn't recognize myself. And I would say this month we're like 65%. I haven't felt like myself, but I felt more like myself this month, which has been really exciting, really hopeful for the next, you know, few months, see how I can continue to pull myself out of how I'm feeling. This is not to say, by the way, if you have um, clinical depression that you should just, you know, be happier (laughs) every day, because obviously that's not how it works. I'm trying currently to see if I can feel better and pull myself out of this without medication. But obviously, if this is something that continues, and it is something that I need to say a trained Um, clinical professional about then I 100% will and I am 100% you know for whatever you need to to make yourself feel good but this is kind of how I'm starting just to see if I'm able to feel better this way or if I need a little bit more help but you know seeing Jen my um, IFS practitioner and possibly going to see a somatic therapist reincorporating this new morning routine. I've been also trying to do like little things and give myself props for it. So for example, I want to start reading more. So I bought a book that I wanted to read and I read a little bit of it. I haven't continued to read it, but I have it downstairs prepared for the day that I do want to read more of it. And that's big for me. Um, You know, I've done things like take out something that I want to do or, um, even the fact that I'm recording this podcast right now is huge for me. I haven't recorded any solo podcasts lately. I've kind of just been plowing through with my um, podcast with other guests. And I have, you know, Christina Sangara and I had an episode a few episodes back where we talked about like a new exciting thing we were going to do together. And I haven't even, you know, we haven't made a ton of headway on it. And it's entirely my own fault because I have just been you know, trying to pull myself out of this hole that I'm in. And some days I can pull myself up a little bit and some days I fall back down a little bit. So that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. We, it has been helpful that we have a few things to look forward to. So we did, uh, we decided that it was best for Ben and I to get vaccinated. So we got our vaccines back in like April, I think. 
May. I, I don't know. At the beginning of May, I was fully vaccinated. I was able to go into like the group four. So right before everybody could get it. And then Benjamin got his a few weeks later. So we felt like it was the best decision for us. And then my dad came and visited, which was really nice. And then Benjamin's sister, my sister-in-law, Elizabeth came to visit us with her boyfriend, Brandon last month. Right. Yeah. Um, in May, which was amazing. We like went to Wilmington, North Carolina, and we just had like the best time with them. We took a few days off and it was wonderful. And then in the next few weeks, actually in just under a month, at the end of this month, we will be driving home to Wisconsin and Illinois and doing kind of like a tour de Illinois, Wisconsin, Midwest, a tour de Midwest. Does that work? Probably doesn't work. That's what it is at the end of June. And we're going to hang out with Ben's family. We're going to see Ben's grandparents who, oh my gosh, I could cry. I haven't seen in almost two years. And Ben's, I love both of Ben's grandparents, but Ben's grandma is like literally who I strive to be (laughs) the rest of my life. So I'm so excited to see her. And she's also an extreme extrovert. So she has been really, really having a hard time with not being able to see anyone. She has COPD. So she really wasn't able to see anyone until she was able to be vaccinated. So, um, but we get to see her and then we get to see my family and celebrate my mom's birthday with her and hang out in Northern Wisconsin. And then we'll kind of flip around, see Ben's brother for a little bit in Wisconsin. And then we will head back down to Illinois and spend, um, uh, the last few days with Ben's family for Benjamin's birthday. So it's going to be really fun. I'm really excited about it. Um, and then my best friend, Michelle, who I mentioned already in this podcast is coming to visit me in August. So I've got a few things to look forward to. I have this big news with Christina coming up soon to look forward to. And, and I know that we'll find some things this, this fall to look forward to as well. I'm hoping to meet some people in the Raleigh area and hopefully make some friends and get to know some people and maybe like find a coffee shop I can go work at. And obviously, you know, we'll see how the year goes, but that's, that's kind of my hope. And I think that those things will help with my mental health, but at the same time, I'm also doing these other things on the side to help as well. So that's where I'm at. I managed to ramble to y'all for 35-ish minutes, and I hope that you enjoyed kind of a little bit of an update from me, literally off the cuff. Um, I'm actually surprised I was able to talk this long, so hopefully you are not like so bored, (laughs) but um, this is why I have a hard time doing solo podcasts because sometimes I'm like, do y'all actually want to hear only from me? Do you actually just want to hear me talk about you know, gaining weight and being depressed. But every time I talk about it on Instagram or on TikTok, I feel like all of you or people that aren't even listening to my podcast really connect with that. I think that there's a lot of people going through both of those things. And it's just nice to to talk to somebody else that knows how that feels. But 
I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Make sure to subscribe again if you haven't already. Share this with any of your friends. And as always, you can always find me over on Instagram. It is jesse underscore underscore fritz, J-E-S-S-I-E underscore underscore fritz. And yeah, and then we can chat over there. But I will see you in next week's episode. And I hope you all are having a wonderful beginning to June.